Hebrews 11, 32 through 34. And what more shall I say? For time would fail me to tell of Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, of David and Samuel and the prophets, who through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, and were made strong out of weakness. They became mighty in war and put foreign armies to fight. 2 Samuel 5, verses 1 through 12. Then all the tribes of Israel came to David at Hebron and said, Behold, we are your bone and flesh. In times past, when Saul was king over us, it was you who led out and brought in Israel. And the Lord said to you, You shall be shepherd of my people Israel, and you shall be prince over Israel. So all the elders of Israel came to the king at Hebron. And King David made a covenant with them at Hebron before the Lord, and they anointed David king over Israel. David was 30 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 40 years. At Hebron, he reigned over Judah seven years and six months. And at Jerusalem, he reigned over all Israel and Judah 33 years. And the king and his men went to Jerusalem against the Jebusites, the inhabitants of the land, who said to David, You will not come in here, but the blind and the lame will ward you off, thinking, David cannot come in here. Nevertheless, David took the stronghold of Zion, that is, the city of David. And David said on that day, Whoever would strike the Jebusites, let him get up the water shaft to attack the lame and the blind, who are hated by David's soul. Therefore it is said, The blind and the lame shall not come into the house. And David lived in the stronghold and called it the city of David. And David built the city all around him from the millow inward. And David became greater and greater for the Lord, the God of hosts, was with him. And Hiram, the king of Tyre, sent messengers to David and cedar trees, also carpenters and masons who built David a house. And David knew that the Lord had established him king over Israel, and that he had exalted his kingdom for the sake of his people Israel. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. Well, we are continuing the Wilkinds victory tour. You know, well, you know, he, the author of Hebrews says, time would fail me to tell of Gideon, but it, it not ain't going to fail us. Not- <laughs> you didn't have no, a daily podcast. Yeah. The author, <laughs> the author of Hebrews <laughs> just gave us a word on these, but we're yeah. telling the story. Yeah, but it's really worthwhile. It's been super. Um, we're dealing, we're doing what the author of Hebrews yeah. would not do. Yeah. Uh, he was waiting for our daily rhythm. Man. Praise the Lord. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, but but I, I totally agree with what you're saying. It this is a worthwhile task. Mm-hmm. You know, he's giving. Um, when I say he, I'm I'm saying the author of Hebrews. You know, obviously assuming he's a male, but the author of Hebrews. We don't know, really know who wrote Hebrews, but yeah. the author of Hebrews. Um, he's giving us uh, just these little names. I mean, let me jog your memory. I mean, obviously before our previous readings, he was telling a little bit more of the story, but now he's just. You know, remember Gideon? Yeah. Remember Barak? Yeah. Remember David? Yeah. And he's writing to Hebrew people, so this is all they know the story. Yeah. Yeah, they know the story. <laughs> they especially know the story of David. Mm-hmm. But I, I love, 
I, I mean, I like the passage that, that Will chose here. I mean, now we're diving into the, really the establishment of David's greatness. Mm-hmm. Not only um, did he bring a sense of reign and rule and peace for the people, um, he also established, you know, this great house, the, in a sense, this city that, that um, um, you know, of course, the city of David, the remains of it are still there today. I yeah. mean, you can go there and see where everything that he is describing is, of course, right there in the heart of Jerusalem. It's very close to the Temple Mount. It's, it's right there. Do I uh, smell a little Israel trip plug? You know, I hate to do it. <laughs> I hate to do it. But if you go. ODR is strictly anti-advertising. So. I know. I, I Just so people know, I know it seems like I'm plugging the trip, Will. No, no. I don't receive any compensation for uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. for these Israel trips. Yeah. Um, which is, which is I hate to say, speaking of the ministry, unlike most Israel trips Ooh, out spicy, there. Spicy. Okay. Yeah. Anyways. I threw it down. I threw it down. <laughs> Well, the tour companies will actually ask you, how much money do you want to make on the trip? Mm. They'll even ask you that question. I'm like, I don't want to make any money. I just well, want to take you to okay. So yeah, yeah, so no, this is- Good on you. Yeah, we're uh, we're just trying to show people these things. But let's go back. It, it really is fascinating to go and to see the inner workings of these places um, and just to realize like David was establishing <laughs> this place uh, 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 as he was obviously establishing his reign and his greatness. Um, yeah, what are your other thoughts from the passage? You know, one phrase that I think is really helpful and important is from, it's the very last phrase from verse 12 that we read. David knew that the Lord had established him king over Israel and that he had exalted his kingdom for the sake That's of his great, people, yeah. Israel. You know, we're we're really reading all these, obviously in light of Hebrews 11, trying to see in these Old Testament passages what we can learn about the nature of faith. And and I think one thing that is really important about what we can learn from David is who, what is God's ultimate purpose? It's his glory and it's his glory through exalting and redeeming his people and and being a God of his treasured possession And, and that the faith of David was not this this prosperity, like, I will just be made great. It's about me. It's self-centered. But David knew that it was for the sake of God's faithfulness to the promises to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so he viewed even his own success and conquest through the lens of God's redemptive history. Well, and I think... That's such a good word. And I think like that's the way we're supposed to see these things, right? So, you know, the author of Hebrews goes on to list, you know, through faith conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the power of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, uh, were made strong out of weakness, became mighty in war, put foreign armies to flight. I think when we see these kinds of things still today, they're just evidences and echoes of the goodness of God. Yeah. Um, when we see justice going forward, I mean, our whole judicial system, it's a, it's an echo of God's justice, God's perfect justice. It's an echo of there will be justice. Um, when we see people being saved or, you know, even, uh, you know, when we hear stories of, you know, I, I even love this made strong out of weakness. I mean, we hear stories of like God using someone's life in this powerful way (laughs) that these are all just little echoes of, God's power being put on display through real people. And obviously we can read about these stories and think about these, of course, 
in, in Hebrews 11, and it's incredibly encouraging your faith to do so. But we still see these today. We still see God at work through people in real and practical ways, displaying himself uh, even to this day. Yeah. I, I wish we, I wish, uh, and maybe this is something we should do more on the our daily rhythm. You know, so often what you hear kind of in like the Christian podcasting world, at least for me, is not these good uh, stories, but they're bad stories, mm. you know? Yeah. Um, and, and I do think we should take, you know, more time uh, to share and to hear about good stories. I mean, one that just, or a series of stories that comes to mind, I don't encourage anybody in the church to just talk to Josh Youssef. I mean, he sends oh, us stories dude. all the time of people who in persecuted environments are being faithful to the Lord and who are serving the Lord and who are doing what God has called them to do. And, and, and obviously we see that, you know, all over the city. I mean, the other night I went to the fundraiser for Read Together ATL and just saw Becky Matthews, who's a super sharp woman in our church. Yeah. Could be doing anything, could be running a major company, but she's running this nonprofit, teaching literacy to kids. Yeah. Um, and, you know, with the hope of obviously the gospel moving in their lives. I was just having a conversation with Zach Smith um, and just his heart for reaching students for the Lord. So anyway, I mean, we could, yeah. time would fail us, Will, to mm. tell of all of these stories, but yeah. I, I love seeing that where, okay, God is using people who are acting in faith greatly, and it's actually just a display of his greatness and glory. Yeah, and, you know, I think that points back to this heart of David, which is when when we are filled with faith in the promises of God, not only is it beneficial for the bearer of that faith, but it actually it makes us people after the heart of God and people after the people of God. Right, exactly. Amen. Well, it's a good word. Um, Will Carlisle, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.